0: Front Porch Radio presents Circle Unbroken with Taft Airs.
1: I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw that hers come rolling for to carry my mother.
2: To our Circle Unbroken family, I want to let you know nothing makes me feel more like a man than talking over Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash starts. I get to come in. It's go time. As together we stand in sync. It's a good day today on Circle Unbroken. I am here. I am flanked. I am taken care of by my man, Coach Mike. How are you today, sir? I'm doing fantastic today. (laughs) I like it. I like it. It's a brand new day here at Front Porch Radio. The sun is out. And if you are listening to us from somewhere today at any time, and it's a gray day. Um, If it's one of those days where it's just a little bit dreary and down, let me drop a little Orphan Annie on you. The sun will come out tomorrow. Uh, It will be a good day, and so we're glad that you have joined us today. I have a buddy who is joining us today, patched in all the way from Kansas City. I would like to welcome in my friend, my brother my counselor i can keep going joe brumfield welcome sir hey it's good to be here
3: i'm uh, i'm appreciative of the opportunity and looking forward to this day it's not gloomy here at all it is bright and sunny i like it what's the weather in kansas city
2: today man
3: it's good. It's uh, yesterday and today. We've been in the 80s mostly, which is great. It's a reprieve from that 100-plus weather that we've been enjoying as well as many other people in the country. And, you know, those were inside days. Let me just say that. You you found something to do inside. Hopefully, you know, that related to some good stuff, fun stuff with family. But uh, but anyway, you know, it's good to be back outside. And I went outside yesterday, spent
2: some time kayaking and fishing, so it was great. I love it. That is that is good, man. Yeah, That's quality time. It's also ministry time uh, where you can be out. You can do that. We're a little jealous hearing that you got to do that. And a a few nights ago, I had been on a travel leg, and I came back, and you and I were talking about the weather. We were talking about my upcoming trip to Kansas City, and I told you my wife had thrown a party, and it was 77 degrees here that night. And I showed you a picture of outside – And I said, you know what, man? I may sleep out here. And what I love about Joe is that he followed up. A little later, he followed up and he said, hey, man, did you sleep outside? (laughs) And then we had a fun conversation, didn't we?
3: We had a good conversation about that. It's always I just you know because we're friends I like to check in on you and make sure that you know everything worked out well and that if you did sleep outside that it was totally voluntary and I was I was going to ask was it inside the doghouse or
0: outside the doghouse It was kind of it was (laughs) kind of
3: you know as as he said at the beginning I I do counseling and sometimes that is specifically with Taft and because of that I just always like to do a little checkup and see you know. On the radar, what the situation is. So like, it, it turned out it was great, and his answer back to me indicated to me that there weren't any problems on the home front. There were no
2: problems. Say. I told him, I said, "Mike, you'll like this." He said, "You slept outside." And I said, "Close." I was out there a long time, and he said, "By yourself." And I was like, no, man, I had company. And so he goes, okay, good, good. We can move on to the next subject. I I was kind of like, uh, you guys were fearing that I look like old school Flintstones when he gets set outside (laughs) (laughs) and he's outside with the milk, but you find your way in through the side door. I'll always be back. There you go. I'm jumping through a window. Joe, you're joining us today because one of the things that I really like to do is use this format because, yes, we're broadcast locally on Front Porch Radio, but we've got a growing audience on the podcast side where people can go back, they can find an episode, they can look. And so the way that this is going to be formatted today is there's two different ways. Our local audience will hear this, and they'll hear our local sponsors, our local commercials, et cetera, et cetera, bill paying on the breaks. You know how that goes. Then the other side of it is that there's going to be a link that's made available on a podcast channel for your people and surrounding areas in kansas city and awesome yeah super cool super intentional because i've got to try to mirror the efforts of your church a very in my estimation cool and intentional church and you guys are that yeah dude it's a fun place for me to go. Y'all are having me come, God willing, in September. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show specifically. But I'd like to start the episode today talking a little bit, as we've previously mentioned, talking a little bit about your church. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the, the floor, the mic here in just a second to talk about it, because through life— and through the rhythm of life where I, I get to go a couple of different places, I see churches sometimes and they are almost begging for energy or just struggling to even manufacture energy, which we all know is fake. You know, you can't you, you yep. got energy yep. or, or you don't. And your church. For, for my estimation is a place that 's full of energy um, full of I mean biblically speaking full full of spirit and it 's a cool spot for me to say I, I, I filmed a video for you guys and I told the guy when we were video and we were doing it for a few different church stops and i said hey let's let 's knock out the other two first and we we did those and it was your basic coach Mike it was your basic hey i 'll be at your church on such and such date the theme is this and we 're excited I said Said, you'll see my body language change on the third one because south point church is special to me and sure enough that he goes all right roll it and i just start yelling i'm coming to kansas City!" <laughs> like i i was i was jacked so joe i'm gonna shut up for a minute and you tell us what's so special about the south point church
3: well, I love that intro. That's a great test, and and what I would say about that is that that word energy is a word we hear a lot when somebody visits the first time, and I always try to follow up with people after they visited and and talk with them and just say, what did you love about it? What could we do better? Um, you know, how can we help you get involved or be a part of our church family? And and they'll almost always talk about that energy. That's an important part for most people, and so I always love hearing that when somebody new comes in that doesn't have that experience previously, and they visit us and they say the same kind of thing that that makes me know we're we're doing a good job on that. And so, uh, what I would say, we're we're a six year old church. We started as a church plant out of another church in uh, Aletha, Kansas, which is just very close to us here in the Kansas City metroplex, and uh, they helped get us started. And we started in their fellowship hall, and then quickly moved to a public school and. What, what I would tell you about us is that some of our sort of basic DNA as a church got started in that school because we picked a school that uh, was what you might call a disadvantaged school in, in an area where they need a lot of help and encouragement. A lot of the kids, over 90% of the kids in that school are on public assistance. And a lot of those kids come from homes that are not, you know, nuclear homes or nuclear families, the way that you would think uh, most of us got a chance to grow up with a mom and a dad. Not that everybody does and not that you can't do well without that, but that does represent a, a challenge or a hurdle for a lot of young people. And so, that's how we started and we started with that mission of that school and some of the families there and helping them right at the center of what we were doing so that we didn't want to be, you know, um blind to the community in which we existed we wanted to be a part of that and we wanted to be connected and find out and uh to mention this morning for instance a group of our young professionals took a whole bunch of school supplies over there to that school which they'd been asking for and needing and we did a drive here at the church and took up things and I'm sure lots of churches do that you know many times of the year, it is kind of special for us because the school literally calls us and says, "Hey, here's what we need this year." <laughs> because they count on us and they know we're going to come through, and that's a big deal for us but but that spirit of helping the other people around us and and being a part of the community that we exist in, that has been a part of our church from the beginning. And you can see that in the number of visitors we have. Uh, last Sunday, uh, we had about sixty visitors here. And that's pretty typical for us. Yeah, that's pretty typical for us. So, so we get a lot of people that come here from different backgrounds and people will hit the front door a lot of times and they'll say, well, I need you to know this. I'm, I'm this like, you know, Presbyterian or I'm Catholic or I'm this or I'm the other. And I always tell people, look, we don't card anybody. And uh, we'd lo- we'd love for all of you to come. So I don't care. I don't care what your background is. I don't care where you're coming from. Um, we want you to come in. We're going to study God's word together. We're going to spend some time worshiping together. Uh, we try to make sure that is high energy and keep it that way. Um, and and the preacher does his best job of, of remaining high energy as well. So <laughs> week after week, right? That that's the challenging part. It really is. A lot of people think about, and especially some of these. You know these high flying uh you know uh, weekend warrior type preacher guys. Do you know any guys like that? Taffy? I've heard of a few of them. They're all in it for the yeah. money, Joe. Well, that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. <laughs> but but the reality is those guys come in and it's awesome to have them and it's great for these guys to come in. We love we always love your visit to us. That's a big deal for us and we love it. But the fact is that a preacher in a church has got to find some reservoir in himself where he can continually produce out of that body of work, out of that body of study, out of that interest level that he has in the people and in the work, he's got to stay excited about that. And he's got to get up every week and talk about that. And so doing that week after week after week, it's a special challenge. And that's that's also why I do some of the, the ministry coaching that I do, trying to help other guys uh, stay
2: excited and enthused about what they do. Well, tell me this: with your church and the size that it is now, have there been many growing pains?
3: There have been a lot of growing pains. We've had growing pains from a standpoint of, you know, the building and parking and those kind of things. We're presently in the process of, you know, building additional parking. Uh, we're going to then be adding a new auditorium, uh, almost 500 seat auditorium. Um, those those are just things that we need practically because of our, you know, growth and what we've seen happen. But Those are the obvious parts, and it's easy to walk up to a church and see, well, they need to have more parking because I didn't get to park as conveniently as I wanted to. It's easy to see that. Sometimes you have to dig a little deeper under the surface to see, how are they doing ministry-wise? Are they doing a good job of meeting the needs of the people that come? Uh, Are the small groups engaging in people's lives? Are the classes and the curriculum that's happening, is it relevant to what people are dealing with? And that's some of the, the ministry work that is ongoing that I will tell you never stops. And so we're we're trying to respond to those growth pains that we have, which are awesome, awesome things. I'm not complaining one bit about that. But, you know, to imagine we started six years ago with, you know, a little over 100 people. And today, well, last Sunday, we were 415 or so, um, you know, through COVID now, mind you, mm-hmm. um, that's been uh, it's been a challenging time. But
2: it's also been exciting the whole way. Well, with you, you've always had a heart for church planting for you know looking looking for the next adventure if you will and saying it's biblical to go and to say hey growth is exciting not just taking somebody from another church and calling it growth but actually right. making disciples and, and when you do that there's energy. I remember years ago I had you come to a church in West Tennessee and we did the curriculum that you've used called Bible talk. And it mattered to me because I was leaving that church. I knew that yep. I wasn't going to stay there a long time, but wanted to do what I call—and I've probably learned this from mentors like you—how to leave well. How if your mm-hmm. if your time somewhere is up, don't check out. And I have had leaders tell me before, "Hey, we really appreciate you know the way in which you departed, like the, the the way that." That you exit, you didn't nuke the place or blow it up, and you helped us at that church do this Bible talk where we, we had these lessons, we had things that they could do to study, to do real, you know, authentic evangelism. And what's right. cool is that the work kept going. Like it kept going after we left, which is what. What Paul was all about, right? Get, keep the work going, right. or you're going to get some letters, All right, Like, like make sure, make sure that you can that you can keep on, and that's that's how I view your ministry, and that's how I view the energy at South Point because you're you're doing the work to the point where you're an integral part of the work, but perish the thought, pun intended. If Joe was gone, you have equipped people. You are you are strengthening people, right? That should be the goal. The goal should be, and I think this is
3: part of thinking about the local church in a bigger way. We have to think about it as a part of the kingdom. Mm. And we have to think, I I believe it's really important biblically to go back and look at the kingdom as a bigger concept than just our church, whatever it happens to be. And some people become so excited. Matter of fact, it comes out of the eighties and really the nineties in ministry. People get excited about being cheerleaders for their local church and, you know, having a t-shirt with the name on it and all that stuff. And that's marketing and all that stuff is good. You do wonder sometimes if some of that wasn't to help the companies that sell t-shirts to sell t-shirts. But the reality is, is that, you know, it's good to be proud of your local church family, but it's such a greater thing to realize that what you're doing is playing a part in a greater kingdom work and not just let yourself get wrapped up in what's happening today in the local church. Because let's be you know, let's be real about it it's it's filled with people with problems and challenges and drama happens in local churches, and some people let that rock their faith in God because something happened at the local church. I was disappointed in well, I'm sorry to tell you, but your local church is filled with local people mm. and you're one of them, and you you all are gonna likely have some challenges as you go because we all do It is the nature of the fallen. World that we're in, and us as people,
2: right? So. Well, that where, where we live here uh, in this county, there are, but to share the ilk that you and I share with the religious background, there's 48 of, of those types of churches here, to churches that yes. identify with the Churches of Christ in in, yes. in this county. And I was preaching somewhere out of state the other day, and I described it to somebody, and I said, as I tell you all this, I said some of you hear it and say. 48 in one county? That's the Mecca. And I said, some of you hear it and say, I ain't never moving there. Like, 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 you, you have different ways right. that, that people view it. But I think what we can fall into here is the average seeker can say this. Hey, I have heard a lot about your church. Now what about your Jesus? Like I've heard a bunch about your place and about this spot, right. but hey, let's let let's hear more about the drive and the reason that you do it, not the place that you do it. And and you guys, I th- I think that's where the energy comes from. Is hey, this is not just another church. It's not just another spot. We're we know who we are. We know what our vision is. What we want to do in Greater Kansas City. And you've just you've done you've done a good job with it to the point where I hope the people listening to this from the Kansas City side, I hope one group, the internal group, says this Hey, we have something going on that reflects God, that shows Christian virtue and it's something that we should be proud of internally. And then I hope people externally who maybe have been turned off by church Because we're actually coming uh, to do the presentation at your church a week before National Back to Church Sunday. Right. And I hope they if they've been turned off or burned before, I hope that they say, okay, like you said, because the local church is made up of local people, stuff like that's going to happen. Uh, We're sorry if that's happened, but we want you here. And then also, if there's somebody that has a negative connotation with a specific church branch and when i say branch i'm not diluting the church don't get me wrong but no i get what you're saying when they see a certain name on the sign if they say oh uh, i want to tell them go and i'm not being some church of christ apologetics guy here i don't mean apologetics like defense i mean i'm not i'm not doing pr for the church of christ but what i'm saying you is understand. if you have ever looked at it and thought it was one way or had to be one way go to south point Go to South Point. You're going to have biblical teaching and people that love you. It shouldn't be biblical teaching or people that love you. It should be biblical teaching and people that love you. Or how about this? People that love you because they teach the Bible. Like they go together, <laughs> folks. Right, right. And and hopefully they're excited about
3: it as yes. opposed to just doing it out of drudgery, you know, which is, again, a big part of that. And I think – a. What you'll see when you come and what you've seen, hopefully, as you visited us, was that, you know, there is an excitement that that you can can almost get your hands on it. You can like you can feel it and it's happening and people talk to each other and people are friendly and, you know, all those words that you'll hear about people that they'll try to create a warm environment for church. And that's all good. Part of what adds some of that warmth is and you can answer this, you can say this, but because we need to grow and we don't have additional space today, it's a little chaotic when you first come in the door. Like there's people everywhere Um, and the people that stay are people that love that and they don't they don't need to know, you know, where everything's going to be and how everything's going to work. They're able to just come and figure it out. What that means is the people that stay tend to be more like family with each other and treat each other like family. And I just want to tell you this, and I, I don't want to hurt your feelings at all, but the reality is a lot of people liked you when you came here because I like you, Taff. Do you get that?
2: I get that, and we're going to talk about it a little bit more after the break. That's a pause on Circle Unbroken.
1: by, by
2: Hi, I'm Columbia Kiwanis Club member Suzanne Ganser. The Kiwanis Club and Columbia Main Street are partnering to put on a fall fest with a chili cook-off downtown Saturday, September 30th from 3 to 7. Come enjoy the music, taste the chili, or enter the cook-off. Proceeds raised by the Kiwanis
4: go to local kids' charities. For more information or to enter the cook-off, go to the Columbia
2: Kiwanis Facebook page. Come to enjoy the food, kids' zone, and music at this family-friendly event. We hope to see you there. Got heavy-duty chores to do? Turn to tried and true. A John Deere 5075E cab tractor with air, four-wheel drive, a loader, and a bale spear. You can put its power to the test, and it won't test your patience because there's no time spent on engine regen and no need for diesel exhaust fluid. Right now, a three-year walkaway lease starts as low as $550 a month on this 5075E tractor packet. Visit Offer Offerings July 31,
4: 2023. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details.
2: back on circle unbroken and we want you to know wherever you might be that you're planted and when you say what do you mean i'm planted i can't get up i can't move i got sticky feet here's what i mean you've been planted somewhere you've been planted in a season in a spot and i want to ask you are you growing i've been told my whole life coach to grow where you're planted i know right now in the middle of our renovations here and the chaos that is front porch radio, coach, you probably feel pretty uprooted,
0: don't you? Uh yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, we 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 are in the middle of our boss's office, right? Right, now. we are,
2: man. And, and, and coach, coach can go because it's biblical. the only
0: place in the place. It's the only room in the place that doesn't echo. It's not an
2: echo chamber, and so we've got these fine, <laughs> fancy couches. We've got these beautiful chairs and furniture around here, and coach, coach can go extra biblical and say. I shall not be moved, and the voice—the voice the of voice today—goes, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, just watch. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going to scatter you. We'll keep going biblical as far as the east is to the west. Um, I'm going to throw you all around the place, man. I did
0: want to ask you about the irony of your situation, of your statement, though. Which one? Yeah, you know, uh, your opening statement.
2: Oh, you're planted. Yeah, yeah.
0: While we were singing. Uh, the circle be unbroken and he talks about the undertaker that's
2: (laughs) right you you are you are firmly planted i said to that undertaker
0: i didn't know if you heard that in the background i was was, (laughs) i was i was was trying to fade it out but it just didn't happen i thought oh boy it was
2: it was hashtag you gone yeah you're out of here on that note we're going to welcome back the life and breath joe brumfield
3: Hey, I appreciate that. I mean, you can't say way better than, you know, hey, speaking of The Undertaker, <laughs> welcome back, Joe Brumfield. So I really appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks, Joe,
2: Joe Brumfield, whom at the door is standing. It's Joe Brumfield. Well, he's that's right, it. It's me. He's right there. <laughs> I, I got a call to go to a church this weekend, and it's not far from my house, so I'm excited about it. Anytime I can go local. And I asked the guy, I said, hey, do you guys have a theme? And he said, we do. And I said, man, hit me with it. Whatever the theme is, we're going to rock. You know, that, that's how I feel, Joe. And right. this is what he said. And, I, and I'm kind of applauding him because there's nothing I ever would have come up with, okay? He said, in a world of inflation, the cost of salvation is still free. And I said, that's the theme? And he said, that's it. I said, man, I got you. I said, I hope you got longer than 30 minutes. I said because cause I'm gonna go about two hours on this subject, and right. I I applauded him, Joe, because he he was intentional. A lot of times you talk to a place, and you know this, you you say, "Hey, how do you want to talk about? What do you mean to talk about?" And they say, "Oh, just bring your best one." And right, that's cool. That's a layup as a speaker. But the other side of it is, man, I don't. I'm not your church. I don't right. go there. I don't understand it fully. As you said earlier when we went to break, hey, Taff, you know one of the reasons that they liked you um, is because I liked you. <laughs> that right. that That's was right. a good one uh, for us to flesh out here. And so let's talk about that a little bit more and then go into where I'm leading into here, your theme, the theme for the oh. year for the church.
3: Sure. One of the things I talk about to our church family all the time, and the reason I said that to you about they like you because I like you, is because that's how most of us work. If you'll think about it, you know, when you have a family group or you have friend group, whatever it happens to be, if you want to bring somebody new to that group, You know, you'll tell everybody ahead of time, hey, everybody be cool. I'm bringing this new person. We're going to have a great time together. You know, they're coming to the they're coming to the party for the first time. They're coming to this gathering for the first time. We try to be a church that makes it easy for somebody to bring a friend the first time. Mm. We want them to come in here and have a great experience. We want them to come in and meet people. We want them to see that, hey, we're glad you're here and your friend brought you and we're so glad. Well, I think that makes it easier for people that are here to bring a friend or to bring somebody for the first time. And so that is one of the fastest ways that we as a church have grown is that our people bring and invite other people to come. And that makes a big difference, you know? And, and again, part of that is, as you've said, like us, we try to have an annual theme every single year. And because of that, you know, it's intentional. You're thinking about it. You're not just saying, well, I hope it happens, or I hope we're a friendly church. I hope, our people are good to people when they come in the door. You have to talk about it and work at it all the time.
2: Now, your theme for this year, Joe, it centers around the idea of the the biblical message of "with God, all things are possible." Is that right? That's exactly right. And the great thing where
3: that comes from, people always, you know, sort of get confused about that chapter. But Matthew 19 is a great chapter, and what happens in there is that there's been this, you know, this young man who who essentially wants to, you know, please Jesus. And so he says, you know, and we call him the rich young ruler or different different names in different passages. But but essentially he's coming and he's saying, well, Jesus, I've done this and I've done that and I've followed all these things. And Jesus says, well, you need to give up everything you have and come and follow me. And the disciples sort of leave that disheartened. If you read the, the passage, honestly, they leave it saying to themselves, well, well, how are we going to be pleasing to Jesus? We don't have the resources that this young man did, right? Mm. And they say to Jesus, Jesus, you know, Peter says, we've left everything to follow you. And that's when Jesus answers and says, well, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Right. It means... It means you've got something that God wants from you, and we've been talking about that this year with God All Things Are Possible. Our leadership team every fall gets together. We have a few days away. We talk about the theme for the next year, and it's always set dependent on what does the body here need? What is good for people to hear? Yeah, we talk about the culture. We talk about what's relevant to, to some degree, but the reality is, is that Scripture is really very relevant. You don't really have to go much farther than scripture to find relevance. So the reality is how are we going to craft something that's going to be reflected in the classes and in some of the lessons? And but let us minister to people well and do a good job. And we really, you know, took to heart this concept with God, all things are possible. Meaning sometimes things get tough, but God's people don't quit mm. because they're not doing it by themselves. We're not even doing it just as a church it's not just some institution or organization that's trying to accomp you know accomplish these things it's it's god doing it and we're working with him and
2: if we're with him he can help us do things we couldn't otherwise do and that's a universal truth for for all churches because uh joe again i want to say this for our listening audience all people yes and you're you're taking time today, which I which we're grateful for, to patch in here, uh, to for us to connect with you. You know, we're in studio. You're in Kansas City. You're telling us about the theme from your church and what you're doing. And if if people in Kansas City are hearing it, uh, I hope that they're energized by it, to use my word of the day. But then also those people here locally can hear about a preacher. And a a group of elders and leaders at a church in Kansas City that makes sense for people here. If there's a church here that's looking for a theme, if there's a church here that's looking for an idea to bring people together, man, this is something that is a it's a crossover. People people can use this theme when we got it from the same book. I mean, you you can (laughs) use it. it. You can use it anywhere. And one thing I want you to dive into for me, Joe, is this. Anybody who studies church growth, uh, we've talked about this before, me and you, that the simple church model, um, the the new mm-hmm. youth minister at the church where my family is connected, uh, he talks about sticky faith. Uh, and, and what they talk about is one of the greatest components that really works for a healthy church is what they call intergenerational worship. And when they say that, I know that sounds like some modern term where some people say well oh, I just church but but what he means is everybody not just going off to their corners all the time like you, you yes. want to have groups and ages and breakouts and ministries but the powerful growing sticking churches are the ones where for instance he had our youth minister had us do this and you know joe that i'm a i'm a self-proclaimed youth ministry snob right yeah, I do know this about <laughs> and, you. Yeah, and so he had a night. It's called Vision Night. And he had the kids all had to write down a, a list of potential or actual spiritual mentors. And then the mm-hmm. parents had to write down potential or actual spiritual mentors for each kid. So we had to do one for Wyatt and one for Marley. And then they gave us homework. And the homework <laughs> was go home and form a combined list Anybody who was on both lists is an automatic, right? And yes. and we had six. Six uh, the Lord lined this one up. We had six for each kit. And he said, Turn that back into me. Well, we take a picture of it, and we send it back to him, and immediately what he does in the ministry is he takes those people and he calls them into action. Hey, here's the football schedule for Wyatt Airs. Here's a soccer schedule. Thanks for Marley. Wyatt loves coffee. Marley loves donuts. Like like he immediately weaponized it. He, he he immediately put people into action because of the idea of we need to do life together, not just not 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 just the youth and not just the older folks. And right. the theme that you have seems to me to be a theme that can bring in the younger ones, or the bland ones, with the older ones, or the seasoned ones, right? It can it can bring in people from different areas and use them in the South Point Church. Talk about that for a little Joe. Absolutely. Well, the South Point Church of Christ. Again, I'm going to
3: say that name because hey, somebody's listening to this. Amen. Brother. South Point Church of Christ, South Side of Kansas City. This is this is our mission field, and we see it that way, and we talk about it in those terms. I like and to tell talk. people
2: that that church has the best food and average preaching. Now I appreciate. I <laughs> just playing. You know I'll I'm take lying. it. You if, know I'm lying. I know. Go ahead. If you get
3: confused and you say the best preaching and average food, I know that you're not being serious. <laughs> yeah. because, Go ahead. Because the dog. food, the food's way better than average. I can't food, help so. but be
2: stupid. Go ahead. You were making a good point.
3: Well, we we found the deacon here. We found a guy that had his own barbecue trailer, and we were like, that guy should be the fellowship deacon. That's it. That's got to be the guy, right? Yeah. And he is, and he's dynamite at what he does. And so when we have, you know, we have good turnouts occasionally when I preach, but when he serves burn-ins, we always have good turns. I so know. just let that, you know, <laughs> but recently one of the things that happened sort of an example of something that occurred recently. I, I do in the summertime, a camp for young men and teach them how to go through, you know, different books of the Bible. And then they present a lesson and throughout the year, we'll have a, a whole lot of them. This year, we had 21 young men that went through this camp. And one of the young men was speaking a couple of weeks ago. And one of the things he did as he's going through his lesson is he stops and he says, listen, I want to reflect the the theme for this year. And he himself, you know, uh, a high school young man reflects the theme for the year because it means something to him and then he he you know delineated how that fit in with what he was talking about and how he's been thinking about it since it came up at the beginning of the year and so it's a real thing it's not just something we give lip service to you know once or twice a year it's something we talk about all the time the the great idea and what I love about it is that it says hey god can make things possible that we have a hard time imagining or coming mm. up with or figuring out, and really, how many Christians are in an impossible situation themselves today, and need to hear that there's a way out. Right? That there, there's, 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 there. It's possible. I don't know how, and I don't know if it's going to be easier or not. Which is, of course, what you're talking about when you come.
2: Mm. Right. And I cannot wait. To do that, again, I get messages and I get assignments uh, from different places that I can get excited about. This is one that I'm really jacked about. When we come back after the break, Joe, I want to spend some time specifically talking about that day. I'm going to give a little teaser right here. It's going to be, God willing, September the 10th. And it'll be September the 10th at the South Point Church. And we'll be we'll talk about this after break, but we will be spending all day. Uh, we'll be we'll be preaching
3: it up all day. 830 service, 1030 service, 930 is class time. All those are opportunities to hear Taft potentially. Um, you know, if you can come to all of them if you want. And then at five o'clock again, Taft is going to speak. And then after speak to the youth. Oh, so, man.
2: It's a day Man it's a You're gonna be working I'm just Broke. trying to get My plane ticket paid for And we're gonna Preach all day To get that done Joe <laughs> <laughs> We'll be good I'm looking forward to it We'll be back After the break folks Stick with us
1: Will the circle Be
4: Did you know that 70% of Americans age 65 or older will need some form of long-term care in their lives? And even more frightening, 7 out of 10 people who go into long-term care will become completely impoverished within one year. It doesn't need to be that way. You do not need to go broke in the nursing home. Call Prochowski Estate Law to learn how you can protect your life savings and hard-earned property from the high cost of long-term care. Call me at 931-363-7222.
2: circle unbroken this is our final segment today of this episode of circle unbroken taft airs here joined in by my man hot mike welcome back sir
0: glad to be here with you
2: you having a good day
0: much better day than i have in the last couple of so it's it's yeah it's a good day sun is shining people are walking by and I actually have a
2: window to look out now. <laughs> we got a, we got a fat window here at Front Porch Radio. Uh, for those of you that are in Columbia, Tennessee right now, we want you to know something. We see you. We see you. We see that lunch decision you made. It might have been a bad one. Um, I don't know. You got a pretty good one
0: next door to us. But uh,
2: that, well, when I say bad, one, I'm talking about, you ate too much.
0: Yeah. Well, you, you filled up easily be done. Yeah.
2: No disrespect to red seven. Right. But man, you, you might be a little fool. Maybe you broke your diet. Also on this road. Sometimes we see people that just come running and they're, they're running down the street, but they're not running. Some of them are running for exercise. The clothes they're running in. I'm like, where are you running from? The courthouse? (laughs) Where where are you? Where are you going?
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, okay, to be fair, I haven't seen any orange jumpsuits coming running right. by. So.
2: <laughs> hey, you can tell coaches and other <laughs> people, don't offend the restaurant. Don't call everybody felons. Then I'm over here just nuking them, dude, getting it done. We also have my man. I'm going to give you this proper introduction. Joe Brumfield, preacher, leather worker, all around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all around good dude from. That's right. The South Point Church of Christ in Kansas City. I wanted to go ahead and do that because Coach told me, he said, Hey, you know, there's a South Point, you know, a little bit further down the road in this county. And I said, "Well, maybe we'll just boost their numbers on September the tenth, right? <laughs> yeah, it. just they're hope South Points. I yeah, just hope you place. don't get a whole That's bunch right. of people show
0: up expecting to see you. are like, right. Like, what are you talking about?
2: We're here for Taft. <laughs> like, well, there's a live stream from Kansas yeah, there City. You, go. you can go get in your right. car. I watch it every week. Sometimes yeah. even when I'm preaching, but it's <laughs> uh you go. it's good stuff. Joe, thanks
3: for coming back, man." It's good to be here. It's good to be here, and we're excited about you coming and looking forward to that. And and uh, we, we do have a lot of people, you know, sharing the the video promo that you sent us, and people talking about it, and people excited. A couple of weeks ago, guy was teaching class here on Sunday morning, and and all of a sudden he just throws a quote in. He says, "Hey, I heard this quote last year from Taft," and the great part about that was when I shared that
2: quote with you, you almost remembered it. Almost the best part was Joe shares it to me, with me. I'm out of town, and it hits me at the right time. Uh, you shared it with me, and it was the it was the quote about your sin is not news to God, or it's not late, right, it something like that.
3: It's not right. It's not it's not late breaking news. Not late breaking
2: news. Yeah, we we feel you said it, and it was so funny the way that the the Lord makes it all full circle is coach he told me that and it was cool. Hey, this guy quoted you in Bible class. And but then it was something I needed to hear (laughs) at the right time. And I was going, Whoa, dude, this is this is really cool. Um so yeah, man, you make sure you tell him that he blessed me by, by doing that in class, man. Oh
3: I'll let I'll let him know that. It's amazing how, you know, you just you just make yourself available for those good things and they end up coming back to you in ways Sometimes we don't even expect. And uh, and that's why that's why we all have to make ourselves available. And I hope anybody close here in in Kansas City or the Kansas City area will make their plans to come now on September the 10th, 830, 1030 uh, classes at 930. And then again, at five o'clock, Taft will also speak to us and speak to the youth after. So we're excited about it.
0: Man, it, it's Man, gonna, you're, getting, you're getting a whole week's worth of in one day, aren't we, you? <laughs> dude, we are rocking
2: it. That That's the weekend warrior mentality Joe there mentioned earlier
0: is, is
3: get it, it is. in, do it. Well, and also nowadays it is, it is the church mentality for a lot of churches because the reality is during the week, everybody's so busy and people get so plugged into different things in life. Sunday is the big day, right? And right. so for me, I know it was a good Sunday when I go home and I'm exhausted that day. Uh, That's why I always take Mondays off and uh, and try to have some something outside to do or something fun to do on Mondays, because Sunday I do go full till from the time I get up until until
2: it's bedtime. So, right, right, man. Well, let's let's kick it. Let's talk about this, Joe. We're we're going to be there September 10th. And we're going to have a, an arm or an extension of your theme. And what, what we aim to talk about that day, the, the theme running throughout the day, no matter what text we're in, is going to be the concept of, yes, with God, all things are possible. But it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. doesn't mean right. that it won't be hard. I think sometimes everybody can look and say, well, God said it, and it's going to be this, and then when it's not, or if it doesn't translate the way you think it's going to translate, people turn around. We had this discussion in my home last night. Uh, one of my children shared with me, we were talking about the power of prayer. We are talking about faith, and one of my kids just confessed said one of the reasons that i believe so much and so i'm like i'm like braced for this and they right. said i'm trying to keep it age like specific.
3: like what's this going to be
2: yes and i want to keep it age specific and gender specific uh but they they said um you know what one of the reasons i believe is because of the stories of everybody else and, and i heard that and it broke my heart a little bit because it was i haven't had my in their estimation, I haven't had my magic moment. I haven't yes. had the thing happen yet that, that was, you know, rocking for me. But they said, when, I love it when everyone else talks about it because I know that it's possible. I know that it happens. And I, I, and I fought the urge to correct right there yes. I, I, because that's their narrative. And so we talked about stories and we talked about things. and We talked about why we even have one of the kids in our family. But because there are things that God told us were possible, placed them on our hearts, gave us an opportunity, but it was not easy. You had to do some hard stuff in order for that to happen. And sometimes there there was a saying, you
3: know, I I grew up hearing a saying from my mom that she got from her dad, who was kind of one of the, the pillars of faith, you know, of our whole family. And one of the things that she would always say to us still says today is pray like it's all up to God, but work like it's all up to you. Mm. You know, I like don't 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 let your prayer life be something where you ask God for this thing and then sit back in an easy chair with your feet up to see what's going to happen next. You know, we need to be busy doing these good, right, righteous things. Right. And we need to be busy doing something because I don't know about you, but many times I found myself in the middle of doing something and the outcome of that thing wasn't what I expected it to be. It was awesome. But it wasn't exactly like I planned it. And it's amazing how God will use us wherever we are, whatever we're doing, whatever that day happens to be like, God can use us to do awesome things if we're doing things. Right, right. Right. (laughs) If you're sitting waiting for something to happen and you're like, "Okay, God, you tell me when it's time and I'll show up, you know um i i don't think he's sitting there waiting for a lot of other people the, that are waiting
0: the the rescue you know, story some from the say, flood. right you know yes. I, sent, I sent you two boats two boats and a helicopter and you still didn't take
2: them. you know <laughs> that's exactly it
3: that's exactly uh, it and sometimes it's in the midst of difficulty that those great things happen you know we've been through our own story our family has and uh sometime you ought to bring me back to talk about that taft but uh but, you know, you can go through great and difficult, you know, loss in your family and still come through it on the other side with a faith that it's not just the simple faith you had before. It's not the naive faith that you had before. It is a battle-tested faith. But the way you have a battle-tested faith is you have a battle and you go through some difficulty.
0: I think that's one of the things that, that I've noticed in my life is that I don't always notice God's intervention at the moment that it's happening in fact many times i don't until i'm kind of through the situ- situation and i kind of look back and man how in the world well, there's no way i could have done that mm-hmm. there's absolutely no way right. without some right. without some d- divine intervention that this occurs but at the moment <laughs> at the moment i don't necessarily recognize it and, and that's and sometimes. At the, that, that's and at the
3: time, tough. Coach Mike, a lot of times we're saying why, why, yeah. why is this happening right. to me? Why is it happening to me? And that answer sometimes doesn't come until much later, or maybe right. even not from
2: you know you. It may come from somebody else in your life. Mm-hmm. That and that question, where, where so many people have the why, needs an an appropriate answer. And the appropriate, oh, right. the appropriate answer is this: Hey, it's as as we the three of us have talked about before the the roses. <laughs> when, when we talk about the roses and the thorns, the the self inflicted thorns yep. uh, that, that we've had, and there are people that can just give up, well, and not see you it. You know, one of my
0: favorite ideas is you know the uh, the idea that everything's going to work out, and it, you just trust it. You know, if you go back, Paul uh, spends. A, a, a significant prayer asking God to relieve him of a certain thorn, his thorn in the flesh. And there's been, I've heard all kinds of speculation of what it was. You know, God's answer was, relax, my grace is, my grace is sufficient. Well, you start looking at it, that thorn in the flesh is more than likely, or at least in, in my study, it's that group of people that keep following Paul everywhere he goes everywhere he starts a new church there's a group that as he as he's pulling out of town or while he's there they're coming in and just stirring the pot and and really causing problems and really causing problems and as he moves on to his next missionary site he has to write these letters well because this group is stirring the pot so much causing so many problems so many hassles two-thirds of our new testament were written (laughs) right
2: (laughs) right <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, and, you, know, I, you know, and, know, and, and that's what he my, says. Coach, my grace is sufficient. I'm gonna make it work out. And Paul and, ends and Coach, one of one of the, such one of the things
3: I've heard suggested. One of the things I've heard suggested is that it was loneliness, maybe, for him. Because yeah. if you look through all those letters, so much of the time he's writing, so many letters written from prison, many letters written just. Alone because people did often abandon him. And so he yeah. ended up being very lonely. He's a lonely figure, really, when you actually look through the New Testament and see what he went through. And 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 the the rest of that passage there says, But my power will be made perfect through weakness. Mm-hmm. And it means through Paul's weakness. And I think about how many times we we stop short of actually getting where God wants us to get, because we let weakness stop us from continuing on and doing the next thing. For God, how many times would He manifest power in us if we just wouldn't let that weakness be this thing that is the absolute, you know, stop? It's the brick wall for us. And
2: we do that. Uh, and it, we actually defeat ourselves when we do that. So. And I want people to know today, we've been joined in by our special guest, Joe Brumfield from the South Point Church in Kansas City. And I want people to know that last thing Joe said, that feeling sometimes of where we defeat ourselves, Well, you might be feeling today defeated. You, you might be yes. feeling today like like you're down and you've got questions. And we want you to know, especially to the audience that's listening right now from the Kansas City area, we want you to know that there's hope. We want you to know that there's a place that loves you and that cares about you. And this is a special invitation for you on September the 10th to come to the South Point Church and we are going to be there. We are going to have a special message and and just in review for you that their theme for the year is with God all things are possible but also there's going to be hard moments. There's going to be moments where you wish that it was easier but anything in life that's worth having has seasons where it's hard and we want you to know that you might be in that season right now. And I look forward to being there with you. I'm thankful that my man Joe Brumfield has joined us today. Joe. Thanks for the invite. I appreciate you. I hope you get on a kayak soon. I (laughs) hope you get back on the water. Do me a favor. Tell the church I love them. And I can't wait to see them, all yeah, right? Yeah, send uh, send back well,
0: some of your barbecue there from that from that area with with package him, okay? Package it up and
2: send it to you, huh? Yeah, okay. Maybe Coach, we'll do that. We'll I let will, you test a little. I'll bring it back, and I'll be like, sorry they gave you such a small portion. Yeah, right.
0: It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then, then, then get hey, out it's of the way. A,
3: it's been an awesome day. I appreciate the invite. Looking forward to September the 10th, and, and uh, hope everybody can come out and join us. All right. Love you, Joe. Love you, too. Appreciate it.
1: Was standing by my window on one cold.